Oh, yeah. Here we go, fellas. Is everybody ready? Oh, yeah. Everybody, get your nicks together because it is Nick Vember, the best month of the year. The month for Nick's, it's Nick Vember, pushing the other months away. Welcome to the podcast, Real Rotten, the podcast where we watch movies underneath 25% of Rotten Tomatoes. I'm Nick. That is Steven. Also here in the flesh and blood, mostly blood. You know, if you think about it, flesh is actually uh, minimal compared to how much blood you got in your body. There he is in the blood, Kyle. Kyle also here. Hey there. Well, this isn't exactly the way I thought we were going to be starting off this adventure, but here I am standing on top of a big old pile of, well, this is horse manure. Well, I'm, uh... Yeah, I'm so glad. I'm so glad that we had that introduction. Thank you, Nick. You're uh, welcome. You're uh, welcome. Hi, Kyle. Uh, did you love that illustrious uh, intro back into into the arms of uh, physical presence? Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm thrilled to be back. Great. Happy Nick Vember, everybody. Happy we, Nick Vember. We have a special guest. He's changing his name to Nick just for this occasion, but we'll call him Zach so we don't get confused. Please welcome back to the podcast, returning. Let's say, uh, let's say, five-time champion, Zach DeBee. I want to say the Quattro. What do you think? Quattro. Zach? Is this your third or your fourth, Zach? I think this is the third. This is the hat trick. The hat trick. Did there it. we go. We're at the hat trick. Everybody, get your hats on. Couldn't be a better time to be a trick or have a hat while you're doing it. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I'm thrilled to be back. Uh, I wish it had been for any other movie, which is what I think I said the last time. Yeah, I think we had you, you on. Just keep throwing me winners. So uh, yeah, l- l- you know, let's... we did. We did uh, another Nicolas Cage movie earlier this year, correct? We did. Yeah, I am now. I think officially the Nicolas Cage expert. Yep, you're the uh, Nickman. The Nick, the Nickspert, <laughs> the Nickspert. We're happy to have you on. That's why you're here for Nick Vember. Uh, Zach, it's been a minute since we've seen you. What's the worst movie you've seen since the last time we've talked? Oh, man. Uh, So there's two. The worst movie I saw this year by far was Spiral. Um, (gasps) It's the type of movie where you, as soon as one person is on screen and they open their mouth, you're like, oh, that's the killer. And (laughs) you're not shocked to find out that is, in fact, the killer. That's the Chris Chris Rock Saw saw movie. Yeah, the Chris Rock Saw movie. Um, Awful. But the movie that made me the most mad this year was Many Saints of Newark. Oh, really? I think that counts as the worst because I'm still upset about it. You're upset. Uh, no. uh, you're upset because of uh, because of what exactly? Without spoiling it for everybody. Without spoiling the movie, uh, it's just a mess. It's got story arcs that go nowhere. It's got characters that are just there just because they were in the show and they have no purpose in there. And uh, I don't want to spoil. But the biggest issue is is by far the narrative device in which the movie is framed with, which is mm. something that itself spoils the ending of Sopranos, which I feel like if you're going to make a prequel show that should be watched before the Sopranos, you maybe don't want to spoil the end of the series that follows. uh, Yeah. I mean, I think that begs the question though, should it be watched before the series? I don't know. I I don't think it should. I specifically for that reason. Yeah. I I started it. Intentional prequel. I started it and then you're a fool had, uh, had not watched the Sopranos in years, many, many years. And I had no idea what was going on. And I was like, this is strictly just for 
people that have watched The Sopranos? Is it's that... like you immediately fall into uh, Many Saints of Newark after you binge watch. I was like, this would, yeah, exactly. I think that every all the millennials and uh, Gen Z kids who had just watched all The Sopranos, it's they were like, like that's uh, for you. Yeah, it's like yeah. Uh, El Camino, but it, that that's a sequel versus a prequel, I guess, yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, that's the only prequel it's for, and it still isn't good. But, okay, well, you know, thank you, Zach. We we hate that movie now too. It's an enemy of the podcast. Yeah, thank many cents new work. Many cents new work on the board. Enemy of the podcast. Write it out there, Kyle. Yeah. There it is. Yeah, for two out of three people. <laughs> there it is. Thank you for two uh, out of three people. Movie news. Clifford is a big red hit. Everybody, uh, oh, big Clifford, surprise. Clifford the big wow. red dog. We I thought for sure. I called it earlier. Should under twenty five. I thought it was going to be under twenty five because the director had yet to make a movie over twenty two percent. You know, well, he and succeeded. six opportunities. And guess what? Seventh time's a charm, baby. Yep, he did it. And uh, it's got $16 million in the box office since opening weekend. And uh, the uh, Paramount Plus said it was a record streaming day for them. Wow. Yeah, wow. so shots to Paramount Plus. Uh, yeah, whatever. Rival know, rival company. Don't know who uh, you are, but right I hope you, hope you burn. But there was one yeah. tweet we wanted to take out of this. Kyle, can you please read the tweet for yeah. us? Here it is. We need to know that. Do I have to say who from? Yeah, yeah, please. Uh, Sean O'Connor at Sean O'Conts. I know it's a kid's movie, but it's super weird that Clifford the Big Red Dog doesn't have a big old dong that accidentally knocks over mailboxes and telephone poles. Wow, that's true. Yeah, we got, I mean, it has to be talked about. It has to be talked about why. That's a huge bitch. Where's, it's a true where's the red rocket on the Big Red Dog, you know? Really? Not enough people are talking about it. <laughs> yeah. Clifford the Big Big Red Rocket, um, also the porn parody of yeah. uh, Clifford the Big Red Dog. Speaking of Big Red Rockets, do you know something else going to space? Or from space? <laughs> no. Venom. Yep. Venom 2. Uh, Electric Boogaloo. Is a hit. Venom 2 is a hit. PTA. Paul Thomas Anderson came out. Exact quote. I liked it. <laughs> I wouldn't take saw, his word for it. I wouldn't have saw Venom in theater. Uh, Paul Thomas Anderson you said did. that, or Paul W S Anderson said <laughs> Paul that. Paul W S Anderson uh, was friend of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, too busy jerking off to have a comment uh, about the movie. Too busy hanging out with his uh, with his uh, BFF Mila Jovovich. Anyway, it's time to get into <laughs> it. We're going to talk about Bangkok Dangerous. It's Nick Vember. We're going to do a Nick movie. This is our Nick Cage for November. Bangkok Dangerous. You've heard the name before, but do you know a thing about it? Turns out none of us did, and we nope. were in for a surprise. Yep. <laughs> it's, pretty, it's pretty interesting. Yeah. And by interesting, we'll get to it. Yeah, but first, a little taste. This man will die. This man will kill him. And in five seconds, the body count will rise. Four, three, two, one. September 5th. It's pretty simple. You're the target now. You're going to die. Nicholas Cage. <laughs> My name's Joe. This is what I do. Bangkok Dangerous. What is the purpose of your visit to Bangkok? Holiday. <laughs> In theaters September 5th. Zach, I feel like you can do that, uh, do that impression one that just happened. Can you say what is your purpose of this visit to Bangkok? Uh, you want the Nick Cage line? Uh, no, the ticket agent, the, the, the ticket customs agent. agent. I'll, give me both customs. lines. Yeah, both lines, please. All right. Uh, what is the purpose of your visit to Bangkok? Oh, uh, holiday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, brother. Always good. Thank you. Um, the trailer. 
made it more interesting than even the maybe the whole movie was. Uh, sure. I, I think that's <laughs> the point of every action uh, movie movie trailer is to is to bring all the action up front and then not explain a story whatsoever. So this came out when we were in our uh, late teens. 2009? 2000, yeah. 2009? Late, yeah, latish teens or uh, almost 20. This this is we're, was definitely twenty. We're a prime o- audience for this. We're we're the ones that they want. It was definitely, and none, and none of us saw this movie in theaters. No, no, it was not. It was not my kind of my kind of. This movie. isn't your kind of well, kind of movie. Yeah, not my kind of movie. I don't know. Never was. Never has been. Um, I do like action movies. I don't like um, phoned in action movies. I guess is the best way to put it. So this is a phoned in action movie. Phone booth out. Phone booth is out. Out. Phone, uh, 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 <laughs> money monster in. <laughs> That's what I say. Uh, no, no. Honestly, though, uh, th- this this was never on my radar. I knew uh, it was a Nicolas Cage uh, action vehicle based uh, off a Thai original Thai action film, um, and it made me want to see the movie less because I was like, I just want to see the original movie. Why, why, why you got to shoehorn a uh, Nicolas Cage? I don't know the backstory. We're gonna get into that. I, but, yeah, we. I did a little research. I have a little bit of an idea. Yeah, uh, I appreciate you uh, because it is November, so you're dedicated to this month only. Yeah, this month only. But but first, let's get a little uh, technical here. Um, what's our what's our critical rating of uh, Bangkok Dangerous? Nick, eight percent. Audience, twenty six percent. So a quarter of the audience like it. It's not a real rotten eligible audience wise. Yeah. Uh, but it's a pretty much a shame when the audience is even close to being rewritten eligible. Yeah. Um, Zach, what do you think of those numbers, by the way? Eight, eight critical, uh, 26 audience. Eight feels too high. And too I, high? Eight feels too high. It's, it's bad. It's offensively bad. <laughs> um, and the 26, like, that tracks. I feel like a quarter of people just have bad taste, so... You know, that's I that is I think it's higher. It's rare for an audience score to be like that low. I feel like even like average bad movies, like right. the audience score is not that low. It's usually like somewhere in the 50s, 60s. Yeah. Yeah. yeah at least give me 30. Because the people that take the time to even review it, usually a lot of the time they're they're yeah. into it. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes blurb, um, with murky cinematography, a meandering pace, dull storyline, and rather wooden performances, the Pang Brothers Hollywood remake of Bangkok Dangerous is unsuccessful. It's simple. To the point, I, uh, I in the spirit of Nick Vember, I took a blurb from Nick Schrager of Slant Magazine. He said, wow. As You're they, all in. I, I'm You're a, all I'm, in. I'm in. I... I took I took the first two weeks of November off. Didn't even say the words November to anybody. Wow. Yeah. Which is unlike me, you know. You you guys have been indoctrinated before. But then um, yeah. But uh, he said Nick to the facts. As they did with the original, the Pangs steal liberally from John Woo without ever replicating his shootout choreography, inventiveness, or proficiency. So I'm thinking was what? <laughs> I don't know what he means. So in two thousand eight, in two thousand eight, was there like a, a Asian action boom going on? Um, no, it was. This was like the late eighties, early nineties boom of of uh, the Hong Kong style uh, cop action film. So Chow Yun Fat, Jet Li, Jackie Chan, all all being the quintessential uh, Hong Kong Chinese uh, 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 martial arts actor of of the of the quote unquote modern era. 
Um, obviously, the biggest crossover star being Jackie Chan, but that's neither here nor there. The um, the major director of the of that scene is wow, uh, uh, not Ang Lee. It's the other guy, John, John Woo. John Woo. That's what I just Thank said. you very much. <laughs> This is the this is the John Woo era, yeah. But this was this was the '90s. That that was the '90s Chow Yun Fat John Woo uh, combination. Yeah, John Woo was an early 2000s guy. The, well, he he got his major start in the '90s with with the Hong Kong scene. Then got signed on to do uh, Mission yeah. Impossible Two, and it all went to hell. Yeah, Face great Off, movie. Face Off, Broken Arrow, Mission Impossible Two. Nice. Did you say great movie? <laughs> That's a I'm long. That's I'm all in on Mission Impossible Two. One of the movie. worst uh, long hair, action that's films. Long hair, long-haired Tom Cruise. Long-haired Tom Cruise. <laughs> long-haired Tom Cruise. One of the worst ones of all time. Uh, yeah. The, my one major worry about having grown long hair over the pandemic is that people will refer to this period of my life as long-haired Nick, which is yeah. It could be said in said in the way that we At say long-haired Tom Cruise. You mm. don't look like Nicolas Cage <laughs> with long hair. Yeah, Nicolas Cage long hair face yeah, at least. is uh, disturbing to say the least. But, you know, all Knicks can't have long hair. Uh, maybe on a certain day he looks good. He actually, uh, I was going through a lot of pictures of Nick Cage. He changes his look constantly and sometimes for the better and sometimes for the worse. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, besides his besides his um, early 90s era of, of looks, I think the the, the mid-2000s era uh, Nick Cage was the most unchanged. It was, it was a lot of, like, shoulder-length hair. Uh, receding hairline and <laughs> no facial hair, like that was that was distinct. But but between between like ninety and ninety six, you had um the balding look of Nick yeah. Cage. But he would all, he would rotate his facial hair all the time, which was which was pretty great. Besides Conair, I got some Cage facts for later yeah, that we can. Uh, do, what's your blurb, Stephen? I mean, yeah, I mean we're, we're caged in here. Uh, my blurb from uh, stuck in here with me. <laughs> Rafael Guzman of Newsday, uh, he stated that Bangkok Dangerous pretends to have a lot on its mind. It moves slow as molasses and has the same general coloring. Yeah, yeah, it's murky. Murky is murky, murkier than molasses. Murky, as, a good uh, word. Murky, a good word. As some people used to say. Uh, Zach, did you have a blurb? I sure do. Mine's from Austin Kennedy of Sin Magazine, uh, who says Sin Magazine. First off, what Sin Sorry, as in CIN? Is it like Sin City? Oh, oh nice. Wow. Wow. Okay. Um. And he says, it's garbage. Cage better be careful. If he keeps this up, he'll wind up just like Val Kilmer doing straight to DVD junk. This is from September 16th, 2008, and it could not have been more accurate. <laughs> Which happened to you, Regis? Plenty. Um, we, we've talked about this phase of Kate, uh, Cage a lot. but This is, yeah, this, this is the apex of bad, right? Yeah, this was, he knowing was his next movie. Um Sorcerer's Apprentice, oh, uh, Astro Boy, Season of Bad the Witch, Lieutenant, Drive, Call New Orleans, Drive Angry, The Second Ghost Rider. Those are all. Uh, this se- we seem to be doing a lot of movies from this time of Cage uh, for a reason. Yeah, this is Paycheck Cage. Paycheck Paycheck. This is the beginning of like bird meme hair, Nick Cage too. Like right. it's very noticeable in this movie. <laughs> yeah, you're right. He looks like a bird for uh, a bit of this movie. I'll give him that. Notable critic, we got. Ah, gee, with Nathan Lee of the NYT. <laughs> Nathan Lee from the New York Times. He said, uh, directed by the Pang Brothers, Danny and Oxide. 
Oxide's his name. Oxide must be his name. Bangkok Dangerous is a half-hearted remake of their 1999 picture of the same name. So it was made 10 years ago, the original. Yeah. And uh, they just... What happened? Oh, uh, just took some money and... and, and was it Cage to, that gave them the money? Who, who gave these guys the money to do this again? I guess we're going to get into that. <laughs> I, don't uh, I don't really know how, how it happened, but... And uh, why? We may, we may know. We may not know. Uh, but first, uh, hey Kyle, uh, it's uh, it's I guess your corner's back. Yeah, welcome back. The fat corner is returned. Yep, it's rebuilt. We rebuilt it from the ground. Fact track right. still burned smithereens, ashes under our feet. That's how I'm walking around today. He looks, he looked homeless. So <laughs> <laughs> we should really rebuild that shot. Yeah, wow, that's rude. Uh, all right, release date September fifth, two thousand eight. First year college. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a oh, time to be alive. I kept saying 2009, my mistake. What a time to be alive. 13 yeah. years ago. So much. Wow. Uh, I was writing, Facebook was like, what are you thinking? And I was like, I'll tell you everything. Yeah, I'll tell you everything. <laughs> yeah. And then those keep coming up, and I'm like, why did I tell Facebook yeah. everything? Yeah. I just thought of uh, the, my most uh, one of my most notorious posts ever. It was, uh, um, it was uh, a Facebook post that just simply stated, I'm about to AC Slater this toilet seat. <laughs> <laughs> I told the world that, and uh, this was this was pre uh, mom and dad tour. Oh man, I want to hang out with that, Stephen. <laughs> Is that mean to spin around in it? Yeah, <laughs> you know exactly it means, what it is. Yeah, dance up inside that thing. Wow. Yeah, because uh, you got your little table. <laughs> okay. Yep. <laughs> uh, rated R. Oh, uh, big surprise! Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, yeah, I want to. I want to know. Was it the? Uh, was it the uh, the uh, gun to the head? Uh, was it the bullets to the head? Was it the <laughs> bullets was the, through the boat? Was, was it the ex- hand? Was yeah, it the, the exploding torso? That was good. I don't know. Could have uh, been rated PG thirteen. The propeller hand. Yeah. Propeller <laughs> hand. Yeah, I knew propeller he was going to use that. I we're, knew he was. We're going to get to it, but that is easily the best part of the movie. <laughs> I mean, it comes out of nowhere. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, Boat propeller out of nowhere. <laughs> We're gonna get it. You saw him lifted out of the water, and you're like, "Oh boy, this here is all we bad go. news." <laughs> uh, Kyle, go ahead. Uh, Runtime: ninety nine minutes. Solid ninety nine. Felt longer. Felt longer. Felt like a two hour movie. You're not wrong. It felt like a two hour movie. Yeah, especially when yeah. you ha- keep especially the third act. The scenes. <laughs> the third act was probably the longest third act of my entire life <laughs> in, yeah. in regards to an action film. Like, like with, a, with the third act, it, it should be like prep and then go. Like, I'm prepping to, to go wreck some shit, or I'm recovering. Yeah, third act, you're like, re- you're about to go shit. into it. Third act, he was like, okay, time for my third date. Yeah. It's like, okay, I guess <laughs> I'm on his, a date. What was the, his final line he says to what's his name? He's a very bad guy. He's a very <laughs> bad guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was the last thing he says to, uh, to Kong. Oh, God. Yeah. Taglines. Taglines. The hitman has become the target. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, I guess that happens. It's still all in the execution. It's all in the execution. Yeah. Which yeah, sure. teaches them how to shoot I like that one better than the whatever. first one. I like it's all in the execution. Yeah, it's all in the execution. I think we that's approve. The, Put that's, it on the poster. That's the superior. That's the superior uh, tagline. Yeah. Uh, tag, you're it, Nick. Uh, what's capital of Thailand? I mean, easiest, easy, <laughs> <laughs> easiest tagline of all time. How is that not the the Hangover yeah, that, Two tagline? <laughs> that should have been a line in this movie, and it would have instantly bumped it at least up to a nine or ten. Yeah, Ni- Nicholas Cage should have just said that to the deaf to the deaf girl. Two thousand eight, two thousand eight was prime time of that joke in particular, right? 
When, Absolutely. When, Especially yeah. pre-Obama. This was pre-Obama. Yeah, everybody could. You would have walked around. Everybody needed a laugh. You would have seen Nick Cage with long hair shooting a gun and right underneath the wood said, what's the capital of Thailand? I'm seeing that movie. I don't give a fuck what, what it's about. I don't know anything. I'm going in. I'm watching that movie but then as, you a would ni- have 20, as a 19-year-old. Then you would have 26% of a cinematic audience saying that <laughs> Bangkok Dangerous was the capital of Thailand, not just Bangkok. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, Zach, what's your tagline? Do you have one? Yeah. Uh, mine is... Uh, coming out of my cage and i've been feeling not fine wow also uh, what year did that song come out i think 2008 right <laughs> no that came out uh that has to be older. three or four or five. okay well yeah all the kids <laughs> um, how has he not made a, a mr brightside into a movie <laughs> no it's between that or um or uh the fucking smashing pumpkin songs you need despite all my rage i'm uh, still just a uh, nicholas cage <laughs> Um, my tagline is, um, it's more relevant if you watch the movie, I guess, but it's, but I still like it. It's, uh, I'm sorry. What? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah. My question throughout the whole movie was who are any of these people? (laughs) (laughs) What are these characters? Not even, not even what their names are or if they're even human beings. It's, it's who are you supposed to be in this movie? Yeah. What are you? Yeah. (laughs) Why? Yeah. We'll get into that. I only wrote down, I went to write down the actors for this movie. I wrote down four names because that was just like all I had time to care about. Don't worry. We're going to make Kyle pronounce them all. That's why he showed up. Uh, that's he's dessert. He's working for his dinner tonight. Uh, plot keywords, Kyle. Go right ahead. Uh, deaf. Deef, I believe, is the correct <laughs> pronunciation. Uh, Sorry, he's deaf. Pickpocket. Which pick is pocket. that the only call out? Because he had that one line where literally he said, hey. one scene yeah. where he picks somebody's pocket. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and that was it. Sure. Okay. Hitman. Hitman. Nightclub. Yeah, there's a lot of nightclub action here, but but it's just dancing. We're no, we're nightclub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, rules of profession, which yeah. was only talked about once during the film. Yeah, uh, pick, all these. <laughs> I, I, I'll say as a pickpocket myself. Um, wow, like you've been pickpocketed, or oh you, no, no, you I know how to pickpocket. On, hey yo, what the fuck? On a on aim, my uh, we talking to a thief right now? AIM on, on AIM AOL instant messenger. Yeah, my okay. my username was crazy pickpocket. So oh, that's right. So I was uh, <laughs> pretty crazy, dude. Yeah, crazy guy, pickpocket, <laughs> steal- <laughs> stealing from people. You know how it is. Grimy ass mo. So, so that's um, how you relate to this movie. That's how I relate to this movie. I saw the I saw the keyword pickpocket. And I was like, I'm in, I'm in. And then no, I I, I did sense. some research into pickpocket. Uh, the uh, the keyword. Okay. S- some good okay. movies in there. Some good movies in there. Sure. Like what? Like what? <laughs> Go like, on. Uh, Ocean's Eleven. Ocean's Eleven is in there. Yeah. Oliver Twist is in there. Name one character from Oliver Twist. Born, it's not Oliver Twist. Born Identity. Oliver? The Born I just series said at all? <laughs> that's not Oliver <laughs> any, Twist. Any spy well, he's movie. The, he's the pickpocket. All the Mission Impossibles. <laughs> uh, like just, I'm gonna keep going. Right. Like any spy Thanks. movie. A lot of Marvel Thanks. movies they had in there for some reason. Okay, Great. weird. Great. Good job, Kyle. What the fuck is up, Kyle? Um, <laughs> trivia time. Yeah, go right ahead. I don't have anything. Nick, you're you're the lead on this. It is Nick Vember, so I want you to take the lead on well, this. Well, there trivia. wasn't actually a lot of trivia on this. Uh, well, first of all, it didn't make back its budget. Its budget was forty five million. It only made forty two point five. Oh, yeah, thanks for blowing that yeah. worldwide. Boo. God, you. But that that is a fun fact, actually. Uh, another fun fact is that there was a coup d'état during the shooting of this movie, and they stopped filming for six hours. So I like that. 
I like that they also added the they armor. They had a coup d'etat <laughs> in, uh, in Thailand, right? In Thailand, yeah. yeah. They, yeah. I like how the, the armory department claimed they they fired the only shots in the coup. Well, we'll see. I doubt, that, doubt that's true. Fun fact number two. The watch worn by Nicolas Cage's character and, in fact, also endorsed by the actor is a Ventura V-Tech Sigma WT25-R1. This Why? was a big watch movie. And I and I watch was not a, a motorcycle movie. I think that some Ray Bans. This is excess. This is excess. Like um, people who don't need to be spending money on things. Was this a movie for dudes who go to Thailand a lot? I think it might have been. That's what I was thinking. Like uh, kind of, yeah, not really. Weird. No, kind of, not really. I guess I there was know. a political <laughs> crisis in two thousand eight. Uh, they they say it's a coup d'état, but it but it was two thousand six coup coup d'état. Yeah. I just think of. Our high school golf coach, but uh, <laughs> go on. <laughs> uh, this this one makes a lot of sense, and something we should talk about is so the original film's main character is a deaf hitman whose disability makes him a fearless, unflinching. This is pulled directly from Wikipedia. Fearless, unflinching gunman. The character has been changed in the remake. We'd like to keep him the same, but we understand that from a marketing point of view, Nick needs to have some lines. Oxide <laughs> was quoted as saying in the New York Times. So what we're going to do is transform his girlfriend instead into a deaf mute. This switch will maintain the drama of communication between the two main characters. So I, I guess my, that begs the question then, Zach, you may, you may know the answer to this. Um, was the girlfriend in the original film not deaf and the assassin no. was deaf? Yeah, in the original film, it's the main protect, and the film is the the original film is very different. Also, like okay. Kong is the main character. Joe, the one that Nicholas Cage plays, is more of like a mentor already out of the gate, and. Uh, and the, the main protagonist is deaf mute, which I think is, uh, you know, I I think they were cowards for not making <laughs> Nicolas Cage do that. Kind of, yeah. Willie's Willy's Wonderland came out this year. He plays a character with no written dialogue, oh, yeah, no, no voice lines. Yeah. I mean, it's not, you know, 62% on Rotten Tomatoes, still fresh, 69% audience score. Uh, nice. You can say, look, that's much better than what this movie got, <laughs> uh, giving him lines, and none of his lines are good in this movie, uh, except for his his uh, inner monologue is good. His inner thoughts are good when he well, says random facts. So that's what I'm thinking. I think that's you find the the ground in between there, inner monologue while he's deaf to everybody else. So he narrates things, but he never speaks. I like that. That's uh, maybe you should bring that up for how to make this better. Um. Uh, 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 I think that's all we need to bring up for trivia. <laughs> nope, this also set up. Uh, <laughs> so Nick, Nick not being able to talk to his wife, I think, uh, is something he took into the rest of his life. He, he uh, he's been married five times. Mm-hmm. His most recent is uh, Rico Shibata. They got married uh, this year. She's twenty-seven. And uh, I had a fun fact about her that I'll remember later, maybe. <laughs> um, Kyle, let's keep it going. The Who's. Director, Pang Brothers. Pang Brothers. Pang Bros. Pang Bros, Kyle. Big fan of the Pang Bros, I heard. Danny Pang and Oxide Pang. Uh, the f- coolest thing about these guys, which also <laughs> explains a lot, is they don't direct at the same time. They take turns directing. It's how they conserve energy. He said, in a shooting location, there's always one Pang at a time. It helps us save our energy. One day I'll be shooting, the other day Danny will. So okay. what? Are, what's the other one doing on the off days? He like... You know, go chilling. Crying. I think he's chilling. He's Still conserving. His, he's conserving his energy. That's pretty. Neat. I will say that makes sense. This feels like a movie directed by different people, different, different personalities people. at any given yeah, time. Like yeah. in any given scene, it feels like people are in, in completely different. Are movies, the Pang so. brothers twins? Kyle, look that up. 
I don't think no, they, they are. They, it says they are. I guess as oh, twins. Yeah. They said, I know a lot of people are amazed, but we do they have... fraternal a, or identical? I says, guess that's a better question. But we do have a strong connection, I guess, as twins. And we have a lot of meetings on the script. Hmm. Hmm. But this felt like two different movies to me. Well, yeah. I think maybe Danny is the uh, nighttime guy and Oxide's the, the, the daytime guy. I don't know. Oxide's clearly pretty nighttime they, name. Yeah. Oxide's the nighttime name. You're right. You're right. They clearly weren't <laughs> on the same page. <laughs> well, and their uh, third, the third Pang brother is also an editor. I'm gonna so that's name, a notable uh, uh, note My firstborn son, Chloride. <laughs> uh, Danny Pang was an editor on Infernal Affairs, the departed... Uh, the departed source material. Source yeah, material. The, the Hong Kong, uh, Hong Kong. Oh company. wow! Which the writer Jason Richman, who wrote the uh, screenplay for this movie, uh, which I'm assuming is just Nicholas Cage's lines. It's Adam Richman's brother, Man versus Food Guy. Is it? No, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> oh, wow. That'd be a fun fact. Jason Richman uh, is now writing the TV, TV adaptation of The Departed. Who's making The Departed? You know this? You know what network? Uh, Netflix. I don't know what network. Let Hooli? me check. I just know that the character, it's set in Chicago now. Chicago. Oh, that sounds terrible. So. That sounds wow. really dumb. No just, Boston accents. And it's no, lit- just some lit- really bad Midwestern accents. It's Latino. It's Latino people. Uh, li- li- los Deportivos. Nice. Who's in this movie, Kyle? Oh, yeah, we have Nick Cage. Obviously, is Joe. Shakrit. Yamnarm? Yamnarm? Sacred <laughs> Yamnarm. Sacred Nam- Yamnarm. I got the first part. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Uh, Charlie Young. Charlie Young. Charlie Young. And that's... That's all we that's wanted it. to bring up. Yeah, there's there's really there's really two main actors. It's Joe and, it's Joe and Kong. It's Nick Cage and Chakrit. Uh, that's, that's, that's really all and we need to Fawn talk about. And then is the deaf girl. Yeah. Who's not deaf in real life? I looked it up. I did too. I wanted yes. to make sure. That, uh, it that does speak fluid English, though. So good for her. Mm, yeah, very interesting. I couldn't tell she wasn't deaf because um, she did her sign language so well and that she didn't do any sign language at all, the whole movie. Yeah, there wasn't any sign language in the whole movie. People yeah, we'll people did it to her. <laughs> but uh, not, Kylie, not would you herself. care to explain the movie plot just to move <laughs> this story along? Sure. Am I to pronounce also... Uh, the yes. people involved. <laughs> no, no, you can just... Yes, yes. I'll pronounce it. I'll help you. Oh, I'll my you. goodness. Remorseless assassin Joe Nicholas Cage is in Thailand to complete a series of contract killings for a crime boss called Surat, played by not... Narada, Narada, Narada Sai. Narada Sai. Kao Jaruik. He hires a street punk named Kong... Chakrit Yamnarm. ...to run errands for him all the while planning to kill the youth at the conclusion of his assignment. Instead, Joe becomes Kong's unlikely mentor and begins a tentative romance with a local shop girl. But as Joe begins to let his guard down, Surratt decides it is time to clean house. So the whole point was Surratt, the the boss, uh, hires him based off of intel from the Russians, saying that he's a good con, a good contractor. He, yeah, he's a he's a known hitman. But then he and flounders he's like, on one mission, and then Surratt's like, "I gotta get rid of this." No, guy. he says, "I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna have you kill the three other crime bosses around me, but okay. then also kill the uh, the politician that's stopping organized crime." Okay. That's the goal, and then he doesn't kill the organize the poli- politician and because he's a good guy. Yeah, 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 sure, yeah, okay. It should have seemed like blowing his head off. <laughs> yeah, like, they did. 
make sure to show the murder, but also not show the murder not because he, he doesn't do it. He doesn't yeah. do it. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't go. Twist, plot it. twist, plot twist. Uh, are you for real? Um, but which which actually is a nice segue. Nick Cage, uh, not not the greatest hitman of all time. I have a lot of I, yeah, I have a lot of ideas. Uh, you first, Zach. I would say he might be the worst hitman of all time. Um, I yes. legit can't like the scene on the boat. There was just to go back to it's not a it's not trivia, but it was listed under goofs on IMDb. Was in the river chase and shootout. It is unbelievable that an experienced assassin and gunman would miss the victim he's chasing in a boat, hitting the boat numerous times some four feet below his target. This person was so upset at how bad he was as a hitman, they had to put that under the goofs category <laughs> because they could not believe that this guy was so bad at killing people. It's like 97 people uh, approve of this goof. <laughs> and he also should have gotten yeah. blown up because <laughs> they shot the gas tank on his motorcycle. Well, little do you know, if you shoot the gas tank, you, you need fire to light it, right? So Spark. Spark, Spark. in the metal. Yeah. That would be the fire. That, that would, would be the, the gun gas. bullet. Yeah, no, the spark from the bullet going into the thing can do it. I don't know if that's true. I think that's pretty. Yet true. the motorcycle runs into the wall afterwards yeah, and, and then explodes. explodes. Yeah, so, then so, explodes. yeah, yeah. Is that well, that spark? was that was a spark hitting the oh, wall. Yeah, right. that's yeah, a spark. Yeah, yeah, oh, there sure. we go. Well, here are the other things that would, Nick Cage is terrible at. His first murder is in a bell tower. Who's what's the number one place you're going to look for a sniper? In a bell tower. Okay. Sure. He's but they getting, weren't looking for a sniper. Uh, he was getting I'm caught immediately. You know. He's getting caught. He's getting uh, caught. They look at the footage. Such, you know. Check the that's footage. That's such a bad movie trope of like the police doing an invest in, like an interrogation in a, a room next to a window. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like wh- when, where? Yeah. Where's the windowless that... room? <laughs> Give me the windowless yeah, wh- room. <laughs> I stayed in one always... in a cruise ship. You can definitely hook one up for a, for a police interrogation. Exactly. Only in like bad movies like this, they're like, that's where he'll get assassinated. While he's always being interrogated next to a window facing all these all skyscrapers. Yeah. Well, maybe it's white collar crime and uh, <laughs> you, don't, you don't take somebody to the basement. You take them to the high rise so they feel more comfortable. Right. Right. Also, uh, he, he says uh, he says all his rules and then 15 minutes in the movie, he breaks every single one of those rules. Let me ask you this, Nick. Uh, do you think this was a, uh, a quote unquote swan song movie? Like you like the whole goal for him was to commit suicide at the end of this film. Spoiler alert. From the beginning, I didn't get that sense. Once mm, once he yeah. met the once he met the girl, right. I think maybe. But even then, I don't I don't know. I think he, he was pretty lonely from the beginning. So, so anything's possible. He's so lonely that he never tried to. He wanted to be recognized by people so he could be. He could finally get some friends, which is why he never dressed in disguise. On the most he ever did was he'd have the bike helmet on, which is good. Yeah. But then when he's on the boat to commit the worst murder of the movie, also the best murder. Most sloppy. Also the best murder of the movie. He, That's the sloppiest by far. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He's wearing like a cowboy hat and like just a pair of aviators. Right. <laughs> like on a on a boat in the middle, there's no way he's gonna get away with this. There's no way. Where's the escape he's route? He's the only the only, only white man in this movie. <laughs> yes. I know. Like the only farang. The only farang in a five block radius. Yeah. And he would yeah. just walk around after every time. Even on the motorcycle, he's got his like visor up while he's like trolling around. Like, yeah. Hanging out. With his face out. It's like, like 11 o'clock at night, but I can see through the shaded visor uh, what you're doing at this exact moment. Brilliant. So I had a problem with that. I had a problem with the riverboat murder. I thought that was... All just- the murders, including uh, his uh, his death murder. All the death murders. 
the at the end the drowning yeah. scene is the worst filmed scene i've ever seen <laughs> yeah the, it's filmed like he's a shark in jaws he's the predator in the water that's yeah. what you, like, that's yeah. what you fail to realize and then, like yeah he's the, the cut predator to in the black water. and back but then to it's the all filmed yeah. with like jump cuts and, and i'm gonna yeah. shoot this boat and slow frame rates and i'm gonna shoot him in this boat that i'm in as well in the pool the pool the pool worry about the best part of that pool murder scene was the guy who died the way he got in the pool he went to dive but then he ended up doing that thing where you just like throw your body into the water (laughs) and i was like there's no way this guy survives this situation but then nick cage rather than you know a silencer nobody else is around except that girl water yeah Yeah. no he he decides to jump in and wriggle around if this girl was even like half interested in in the guy that uh the mob boss that she's hanging out with she would have heard splashing around yeah absolutely (laughs) <laughs> and he would have just gotten out of the water just sopping wet and then would have had to like hop a fence or something just with a beanie on. <laughs> it was unbelievable. I don't know. Zach, what do you what Zach, what is the actual worst murder? Is it that one or is it the 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 canal? I mean the boat the boat one is is like the it's the worst example of him as just a terrible hitman. Yeah. But like as like an action scene, the drowning one is inexcusable it's just bad it's a badly filmed scene with zero tension it's pretty zero. stupid it's just bad it's a bad scene it's pretty stupid. the boat one at least turns into a chase which is stupid but ends with uh, a man getting his arm <laughs> propellered off which again like comes out of nowhere like up right. to that point in this movie i like, think that's justifiable that interesting has happened how is that like, not justifiable as one of the best murders though you know that- I mean, that's I mean I just like, cuts his so hand like, off with a with a with a with a pr- uh, boat blade. Best murder, worst idea to do it yeah. there. It's the yeah. best murder, uh, worst execution. I know what you're trying to say. They were like, "What that's, looks?" Hey, that's a yeah. As as a movie maker, would you settle for a bad, a bad, a good action scene that doesn't make sense, or one that makes sense but doesn't look as good? They chose the I, first. I, one. I take the boat scene every time. I want the good, but I don't even think the action was great because it was so nonsensical. <laughs> it was the whole, weird. Yeah, the whole, <laughs> the whole chase scene of him just shooting at him on a boat and missing a thousand times just so <laughs> just so he can get on a motorcycle, just so he can jump onto the boat, just so we can propel. Like just have him like jump off of a roof onto his boat and do that. <laughs> like we don't need. Like he can come out of nowhere from like the top rope and do that same thing and save us all twenty minutes of a nonsense scene. Totally, totally agree. Uh, last thing, he 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 did the hitman thing that you're not supposed to do as a hitman is bring other hitmen in. Uh, hitmen are supposed to be one of a kind. They there shouldn't be any other ones. Everybody else is competition. I don't know. He said he saw himself in Kong's eyes. So you see another murderer in in somebody else's eyes. I, I just basically don't, I don't really see. Hey, it. you look like a loner. Be a loner with me. Yeah. I'm going to show you how to be a loner. You just, stupid ass. He loner. taught him how to shoot watermelons. I don't get how that makes him an assassin. His, the knife training makes a quick turn from pickpocket to yeah, like, <laughs> willing to just go along with. I can be an assassin in like five seconds, bro. Just <laughs> teach me. I did like him having him against the wall with the knife, and they were just doing that same weird motion yeah. over and over. Yeah, yeah. Again. And then and then he walks again. away, and again. then quickly turns around and tries to stab him again. First lesson done. Yeah, the first. That's the first thing I wrote down was that was your first lesson. <laughs> <laughs> and then he says, "I'm not your boss. I'm your teacher." Uh, yeah. Yeah. Which, is... which washed-up actor would you want to be your uh, hitman hitman teacher? Which who? 
Which famous action movie star? Well, well, it, it brings up a good point, Nick. That has, uh, they have to be over, white. They have to be overage and white. <laughs> fair, well, <laughs> older and white. Hey, yeah. you're totally right. So fairly recently, stone. fairly recently, I rewatched um, Leon the Professional. Leon yeah, yeah. The oh, Professional. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, is he a pedophile? <laughs> he really wants Natalie, and like Natalie Portman, obviously she's like 13, 13, 12 years old, falls in love with the older man. Sure, sure. Older uh, little girls fall in love with older men all the time, but it's like the twelve year old crush. I Whatever. thought he just takes care of her. He doesn't. He doesn't yeah, do anything. I didn't, I didn't he really was that. trying to kind of reciprocate it in one particular scene, and it was called out to me numerous times, and I didn't realize it. Uh, uh, watching the movie a long time ago, but rewatching it, it's kind of creepy. It's kind of creepy. It's kind of weird. It's kind of awkward. Awkward in that 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 the general plot line goes along with it, but that the director chose to follow along with it. Yeah, like Luc Besson really like emphasized wow. a twelve, thirteen year old relationship. <laughs> so falling into that, this whole uh I don't even know what I was saying. I'm cutting you're gonna, all that out. You're gonna go with <laughs> you're gonna go with Leon. You were gonna the say professional. you also had a crush on Leon. The <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, obviously. Yeah, uh, this this whole crush on like older white men for no real reason at all uh, it doesn't make sense to me, and it's it's a it's a bullshit trope of I don't want, action movies. I don't want the De Niro the De Niro to teach me because he seems like he has the life lessons down. He seems like uh, he 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 wouldn't bullshit me around, but he'd also care about me. Same you know? with like Charles Bronson, like you do the Charles Bronson. Okay, I would not want Charles Bronson to. But to he's teach the, he's Mister No Nonsense. If you're trying to go for okay, Mister yeah, No Nonsense, one hundred percent. You're trying to maybe get murdered if you just step on his wrong side. I mean, that's the whole point. No, of just punch in the face a little. That's bit. the mechanic in a in a nutshell. A little um, bit of punch in the face. Yeah, it's it's either that or uh, honorable mensch, honorable mensch, Tommy Lee Jones. But he's not. He, an he's always assassin. A, he's a detective. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's not the assassin. He's only he's only a bomb maker in one movie. And yeah, one Zach, who's your teacher? Future contender. Uh, you know, I like Robert De Niro and Heat. Although he's really more of a bank robber, so I don't know if that. Yeah. Happens. Um, he's kind of teaching about Kilmer. I'm thinking Samuel Jackson and the Hitman's Bodyguard. Uh, just because I'd spent, I'd let Samuel Jackson teach me how to be a hitman. Uh, like he's teach you fun. other things, I'm sure. Well. Teach you a couple four-letter words. <laughs> the next are you for real? Uh, the relationships in this movie. <laughs> so there was the the deaf local shop girl with Nicolas Cage, and then there was Kong and the dancer. Which one do you want to talk about first? What was what was the whole point of Kong dancer? I don't know. Just so he she buys her an engagement ring in like their second scene together, right? That yeah. happens. Is yeah. that the whole thing? Is like Kong is just is just uh, treating her right because he's getting money from Nicolas he's Cage. He's just down bad. <laughs> and she is the first girl yeah. who talks to him in the movie. <laughs> yeah, just, really. Okay. He needs to fair. be bonked into horny jail. Yeah, yeah they yeah, they yeah, were yeah, like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. she's a dancer, and then I was expecting like a strip club scene, but then it's like they all just stand in a line and do these dances all night. Is that is it? So it's like go go girl dancing, basically. Kind of, yeah. Uh, that was, but she also works for the mobster like directly, almost. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Whatever that connection is, I'm a uh, jury still out on that. Well, he was really into her and ended up costing him a lot uh, in that they took her. Almost cost him his life. Yeah. They, it, he would have died if Cage kept to his um, ideals, I guess. Yeah, if, if he had followed any of his rules. Any of his moral code. Like any single one of those <laughs> yeah, rules if that he, he sets up yeah. very which, clearly throughout which, the entire movie over if he, and over. If he had yeah. done one thing that he said in a voiceover, he would have been fine. Which kind of brings us to, to our final point. Is the most for real moment the ending? I say yes. Kyle, what's your what do you say as as a peripheral viewer of this film? The double headshot. 
Suicide is murders. that the most real? Suic- murder suicide <laughs> single you, single bullet. Is are that you for real? To this end is the how, film. how you're gonna end it. To to, to as the coup de gras is what they say. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll take that. It it ends dark like he just kills himself and it's kind of like dang he. But is that for real? I'm I'm thinking that's the most for real moment in my opinion because it's yeah. it's just so outrageous uh, of the film uh, that clearly had no direction and. I think if you if yeah. you had just spent a night out with the Peng brothers, you guys they've you'd, been ex- you'd understand the ending. They've they've been, they've been explaining this movie to you for hours you at this point. Whole night out. You finally you're at the last bar. You're like you're very drunk. They're like okay. They're like and here's the ending. And then they say that to you. You'd be like yes. That is, that's himself. good. That's like, good. See th- see the way you just <laughs> described me how Nicolas Cage blew his mind with my mind was with, <laughs> with that pink way. blood all over the window. Yeah. Pink mist. Pink mist all day. Um but in, in the right, mo- in the fair. movie maybe it doesn't make as much sense. Yeah, that's fair. I, I that's think fair. it is the most for real for real yeah. moment. Yeah. It's it's Thank so you, he puts the gun up to his head and I'm immediately thinking he's not going to it's gonna be Shoot a click. this guy through his own head. Yeah, it's a click. Not, I just, I'm like, there's no way that's what his next move is in this scene. But the longer hit goes on, and it lasts a while before he. Does it's like it. 45 seconds. It's a long yeah. time. It's a for long him to time. Just sit there. Too long. And uh, and also like even before that, he's fatally wounded in the dumbest part of the shootout. He like sees yeah. the reflection of where this guy is, and instead he just runs around the corner just. <laughs> Firing his gun through these water jugs at this other guy, and they end up just shooting each other a bunch. And um, that's a hundred percent on Nicolas Cage. He's uh, because he's a terrible hitman. Uh-huh. He did not deserve to kill that guy. He had no excuse to beat that like low level like thug. Yeah, yeah. He, he has died several times in this he, movie. He, he, in, in no he, yeah, he had so just taken out. He had taken out everybody in pretty solid ways up until just. He lose he loses focus pretty easily. He's just right. not great at it. Right. Again, just not good at his job. Clearly, clearly. But yeah, the the double headshot is, it's a yeah, it's exactly what you said. It's what a, a way, cool idea. You tell someone in a bar, and then when you're sober, you're like, "That was." Stupid. What a way to end it. I think the I think the the best worst part of the movie though is the Nicolas Cage relationship with the uh, the deaf woman. Yeah. In that, you're the second that they start like hanging out, and that he's he's the only one that talks, and she just like gestures at things. It's yeah. just awesome. Every scene is electric. She yeah. gets him to try spicy food. He's sweating on his upper lip. Love that. The dinner scene is great. That's a legitimately good scene. The dinner scene is the second best scene in the movie besides how good, bad the murder of the boats is. (laughs) That, and I I did actually, I liked uh, the scene where he gets mugged and he just, you know, she, you don't hear anything, but he's just murking these guys directly <laughs> behind her. But then he has to go for like the headshot. He could have just grabbed her and been like, "All right, let's go," and like walked away with her, and like n- would have gotten away with it. But he like just stands over the guy, <laughs> shoots him like in the head, and then is just like kneeling over him, like waiting for her to turn around. Like just be like, just walk away with her. Just yeah, yeah just bring just bring her forward. I just thought keep the whole, moving forward. Yeah, <laughs> just keep moving forward. She has no awareness of that at all. Zero. I thought that was but, the whole point. Oh, I smell good. Powder. Yeah. Let me turn around. It real seemed quick. like that was yeah. the point that she wasn't going to notice, and he was going to get away with it until he, yeah. he didn't. And then he until he's a terrible hitman. Again, and then he his job. he shot the guy in the head, and the blood sprayed so far it went onto her sweater, which she finally noticed, and then started crying. And then she was gone from the movie. She yeah. had some more. Yeah. The only absent. one who stuck to her moral code was the deaf woman. Totally absent. So Charlie Young, shout out to her. 
also she goes on like a uh, she spends a lot of time with him for them to end up at her own house with her mother and then be like yeah i don't know what he does <laughs> yeah, I think oh, he's American. Oh. like how much time have they been spending he's together a, he's a rich <laughs> like, why you why you ask him mom if you really want to know just ask him I thought Nick Cage was going to learn sign language at some point in this movie because no. he seems like they'd want to make him look smart. Done, but then done something. Just immediately, no, didn't figure her. it out yeah. at all. And yeah. She's the one who had to write in English to give him a note. Oh, man. Yeah, perfect English. No. Perfect English. Perfect English. Uh, uh, who worked and who didn't for you? Yeah. I'm going to say the, uh, the, the main henchman, the blonde-haired henchman. That guy crushed it. He was number good one. Hench. Good, good hench. Good henchman. Yeah. He he was perfect for his role. He like followed around. He was creepy. Honorable hench. He was like intimidating. He and he. Yeah. But very arrogant. He, he, yeah. He did everything he needed to do. He died in a really solid way. He got that. Yeah. Uh, he got the, the explosion. Gr- the grenade exploded on his belly. Solid explosion. Yeah. 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 So he, did, he crammed a lot of personality into the very little screen time <laughs> yeah. he and the main villain were given. Yeah. I know the main he villain. I felt nothing. In a car. Felt nothing that. for. Felt nothing for the main villain. Yeah. No. no. Nothing. He was. He was a nothing character, and he died in a nothing way. Um, my uh, who worked was the go-go dancer. She did her part. <laughs> she danced go-go. To a, yeah. To a, to a capital T. <laughs> uh, Zach, who worked for you? Uh, I thought Kong worked. I thought I liked I liked him as a character. I liked him as an actor. I thought he was charismatic. I thought he yeah. was a good, good bounce back for Nicolas Cage giving a very not fun performance in this not movie. Not fun performance at all. He was the most charismatic in the movie, actually. Man, yeah, just like what a what a what a snooze fest from from our guy in, uh, NC. Yeah, like, I don't this know. movie would have worked so much better if they had dialed Cage up to full eleven and then had Kong be like the deaf right. mute, mute character. And just let them play off that way. Yeah. Like, I don't know why they're like, let's have Nicolas Cage again be the subdued character in a movie. Zach, you got a works. point. But he was like still middle, too. If they had gone full deaf mute with Nick Cage, then you're like, I'm in. I'm in. So you either go full. Yeah. You either go yelling Nick Cage or you go back to mute. Right. Right, right, right. Or he doesn't say a fucking word. <laughs> right. I mean, his eyes can do the talking. Yeah. <laughs> we know. Yeah. We know that. <laughs> I mean, these boots are made for walking. Those eyes can do the talking. Wow. Uh, you're fired. Who didn't, uh, who didn't work? The deaf girl didn't work for me because she didn't do any sign language. That's the only reason. I have a. I think you should represent. If you're going to have a deaf person in a movie, that person should be doing sign language. Yeah. I just saw The Eternals. Uh, shout out to The Eternals, uh, who has a deaf superhero and hey, does do sign yeah. language. And she shout is... out uh, Kaz Furpo, the writer of that one, to uh, Sir Francis Drake High School. <laughs> <laughs> Sir Francis Drake High School, uh, represent yeah. SFD. Yeah. Who, SFDHS. Who, who, did, who didn't work for you? Mm-hmm. Uh, Zach, who didn't work for you? For me, uh, the main villain didn't work at all. Um, Surat. Surat, yeah, Surat <laughs> Thank you, God. Surat did not work. He didn't do anything. Uh, there's a scene. He He's like, let's learn more about this guy. They're trailing him. Uh, Nick Cage is on a date with uh, Fawn, right? And then he yep. gets the call that he's being followed. Next thing we know... Uh, the main boss has like a laser pointed at his wife's head. He's on the phone with Nicolas Cage. The immediate cut to after that phone call is Nicolas Cage on his motorcycle with Fawn <laughs> returning to her mother's house. When did he make that phone call? When did he go <laughs> point a laser with a gun at uh, Surratt's wife? Did he do that on the date? Was he like, hey, hold on. We got to make a stop here real quick. And I then go do that, pull over, and then 
be like, all right, we can go back on our date now. <laughs> when did that happen? It makes yeah. no sense in this movie. Oh, but absolutely. also, the villain doesn't make sense. Wearing yeah, that cool, a cool blue T-shirt. Absolutely. Too. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what happened. It's uh, it's a matter of uh, minutes when it comes to an assassin like uh, he is. He is holding hands with an elephant or Joe, and then uh, then on a motorcycle, and then threatening a life, and then back to uh, an apartment pretending to be a banker. So. Yeah, that's maybe he's not a good hitman. Maybe he is a good multitasker. Yeah, I don't know. Could be a business guy. Yeah, we'll never know. We'll never know now. Replace the character with a Muppet. I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to put. Gonzo as Kong. That's my vote. <laughs> Zach, what's your vote? Yeah. Oh, uh, I'm definitely doing Miss Piggy as the stripper. Uh, Ooh, the is the go-go oh, dancer. Yeah, that's that's good. a good the go-go that's dancer. Good yeah. That's good yeah. Move. yeah. I'm going to do. Uh, I haven't done a Kermit yet. I'm going to put Kermit as Kong. Kermit as <laughs> yeah, Kong. And then, then Miss Piggy made yeah. would make more sense. Oh, yeah. yeah. That would make sense, too. Yeah, and then yeah, he and we get to see Kermit murder a Who guy. Who would be <laughs> Nicolas Cage then if you're, we're talking? We're trying to pitch still this Muppet. Ni- still movie. Nick Cage. Still no, Nick Cage. we would have to be like Sam Eagle. No. Got to be Nick Cage. Still. Putting Beaker as Fawn. Yeah, he has to be the lone human character. In <laughs> Beaker <time>. as Fawn. <laughs> <laughs> It's a good move, Kyle. Yeah, I was trying to think of who the silent. Me, 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 And no one can still understand the silent method. It's so terrible. The other recasting, uh, for the big bad, I was going to say Tony Jaw. Tony Jaw. Okay. Sure. He's Thai. I Googled it. Yeah, he is. He is. Uh, I think, and he's got the name recognition that you need. He's got personality. He's ready to roll. He could do some fighting if you need him to. (laughs) Can he? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, of course he can. Of course he can. Uh, how will we make it fresh? Nick uh, wanted to incorporate uh, <laughs> this. Uh, this. Yeah, moment. here's how we make it fresh. That's uh, Nick Cage singing Purple Rain after he got his divorce to his fourth wife after four days. Uh, <laughs> him drunk at a at a karaoke bar. At a karaoke bar. Yeah. So I think you add that in after Fawn dumps him. Sure. You have a good scene with him and Kong doing karaoke. Yeah, okay. Make it fresh. That's All a right. fresh movie right there. Okay. Zach, how would you make this movie fresh? Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Uh, if I have to make this movie fresh, what I'm doing is... I'm dialing Cage up to a full eleven. Uh, I'm firing the t- the cinematographer. <laughs> I'm firing yeah, the editor, and I'm replacing them because that the editing and the cinematography in this movie are awful, trash. Uh, the, whoever made this is like they just learned about like color filters and they had to use a different one on each scene. There's like a whole scene in sepia for no reason. Then there's like a just bright blue scene and then a red it's just i don't all the colors were real bad purposeless too. really bad they yeah, were like awful. muddled rather than like clear the way that they do it now uh it's called a 40 million dollar budget fellers <laughs> yeah okay you can't afford to... <laughs> yeah no it's called i want to use all the filters because we have 40 million dollars to spare yeah, I think like this, this movie was a front for something, and they had to like <laughs> yeah. show that they were spending There's the money. There's really heroin going on. Cost. Yeah. Get them all. I did dive into some Nicolas Cage financials. Uh, uh, he probably produced this movie too, thinking that he could make a cup a quick like fifty million on it. Maybe. Quick, yeah, cool fifty. Yeah, he was like the Matt he's like failed. the Asian he's like the, he's like the Asian market alone. He's like we'll make our money Can't back. Fill film. 
Can't fail film. And they didn't. Uh, yeah, yeah. Now cool. it's time for the. Now it's time for the games portion of the evening. We're gonna do the top five. Top five. We're gonna do Nick Vember top five. Top five Nicks of Hollywood. Great. It's not like we've never done this. Yeah, we we haven't, have we? I I I don't know. You've been waiting for this though. Probably. Yeah, There's a lot on the list. Tough. It's pretty tough. It's um, a tough list. I, I feel like I feel like as with any top five, we shouldn't go in any particular order. We should always go in particular order. Uh, I'll start <laughs> with my number five. Uh, it's pretty tough because I didn't want to put him in there, but he he's too hot right now to leave him off. Nicholas Braun, uh, Greg from Succession. I think he he's earned his way into he's oh, right, cousin Greg, cousin yeah. Greg. I think right now he's a top five Nick in Hollywood. Big uh, big character in I Zola. Agree. Yeah, I agree. I have him on my list. He's there on you your go. list. There you go. There you go. Who's uh, your five, Stephen? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna agree. It's Nicholas Brown. <laughs> I'm sorry, Zach. Uh, my number five. I have Nick Offerman. Wow. Why is your Why is he your five? Uh, well, I mean, he's my five because I've I, I like what the four Nicks ahead of him are doing. Uh, you know, <laughs> wow. He's a classic, classic character actor. Uh, and you know, going way back to Sin City. Henchman all the way to Ron Swanson, Parks and Rec. Got a special place in my heart for Nick Wow, Hoffman. who's a henchman in Sin City? Who would have knew? Colin Kaepernick's dad. Yeah, playing Colin Kaepernick's dad wow. in the Ava uh, DuVernay yeah. series coming Good out. Know. Good to know. Nick Offerman? <laughs> yeah. Number yeah. four, Nick. Yeah. Never would have saw that coming. Yeah, sure. Uh, number four, Nick. I'm going to put uh, Nick Cassavetes. Why? <laughs> You're right. Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Uh, he counts as a Nick. It's a fake Nick, but we'll take he's it. A fake Nick, because he's a fake Nick, I'm going to leave him at four. He's four. Jack Nicholson's number four because he, he doesn't have to work anymore. So uh, he hasn't just goes done anything in a long time, right? Laker games, Laker what, games. What was, That's all he does. What was it? No, he <laughs> doesn't Nicholson's even go to Laker games anymore. No, he he was at the he, he's always he's at one. There. He was at the first one, and then he realized that the Lakers are bad again, and so he's he's not showing up. Yeah, because they're like the 2012 All Star team. Hasn't worked since 2010. Unbelievable. He's retired. When's yeah. he going to die? Um, Probably when, pretty soon. Yeah. Yeah. Sad day. When, pro- man. We're all going to lose our minds and this watch. It's a great <laughs> podcast, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> My number four choice is Nicholas Holt, a.k.a. the Beast from the new X-Men series. Also, um, uh, J.R.R. Tolkien. Uh, Zach, who's your number four? <laughs> wow, uh, it's my number four is Nicholas Holt. <laughs> oh, did you see that? Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah, yeah. Holt, 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 okay, up. Yeah, the tree thing. Uh, and about a boy. Avenge in which, me. Uh, wow. You know. Oh, he is he the child? Is he the, the child, child in about a boy? In about a boy. Yeah. Wow. And he uh, dated Jennifer Lawrence for a long time. Mm-hmm. For a hot minute, yeah. When yeah. they were all X Men. Yep. Uh, number three, Nick. Uh, just three, be. Nick? <laughs> I'm, She's Nicole Kidman, just because nice. uh, just because she's in everything right now. She's in that AMC movie Nick preview. Is, Nicole and Nick is not that same thing. <laughs> she's a Nick. It's fine. Uh, she's also ruins every AMC movie by having that trailer <laughs> happen yeah. right before. Well, well, yes and no in that uh, it, it ruins things, but it also gives you it gives at you least another minute, 30, two and a half minutes yeah, to get, either a get to the theater or two use the bathroom. Use the bathroom. The it's a really great bathroom time. So I'm giving uh, Nicole Kidman some credit. Yeah. Also, she She's her, her accent is like has totally gone in, in in that it changes from line to line. When we go <laughs> to the movies, uh, my number three is going to be Nick Offerman, Ron Swanson. Ron Swanson. He was in Men in Stair Coats. An author as well. He's an author. Yeah. He's a stand. He does. Uh, uh, I don't know if he does stand up, but he does monologues. 
He uh, uh, married to Megan Mullally. Yep. Really good podcast guest. Uh, it's Nick Offerman. Uh, your number three, Zach. My number three was Nicholas Braun, uh, cousin Greg. And, wow, you uh, put Greg on the list. I put Greg on the list. I think he's a rising star. Can't get enough. Wow. He might be the hottest. Did Nathan. you see him in Zola, Zach? I did. I did. I wow. saw Zola in theaters. Wow. And, uh, I loved it, and I thought he was great in it. Great movie. Um, big Zola guy. Big Zola guy. Number two, Nick. I'm going to go Cage. Cage or on your two? On my two. Yeah. I'm going to go I haven't thought my one through yet. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but Nicholas Cage is going to be my number two because uh, he he's just he's still doing it, and he's actually gotten better. The, his last like three movies have been legitimately it's watchable. It's the Nick Nick Bible. <laughs> yeah, the Nick Bible. Uh, number two, uh, Nolte. That's uh, that's for that's for me. Uh, yeah, I had Nick Cage as number two as well. Wow. So you both are saying Nolte for your number one? <laughs> sure are. No way. I don't want spo- to spoil the list. But. No way. So I'm disagreeing and saying Cage is my one. Cage is the ultimate Nick. Are no. you serious? He can do it all. Nick Cage can do it all. He can be serious. He can be funny. He can be he can be thrilling. He can be uh, 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 desperate. He can be a crack addict. He can do anything. He is the renaissance actor of our era named Nick. Honorable mention, Nick Kroll. <laughs> I think Nick Kroll was an honorable mention on my list as well. Yeah, I think I'm going to put, uh, if if I like Nick Kroll's humor more, I would have put him in my number Nick one. Nick Nolte plays one role. Nicolas Cage plays all the roles in one way. Change my mind. <laughs> I, no, you're Nick- not wrong, but like Nick Nolte's peak was like, peak acting 81 that was his fucking peak like like nick cage has multiple peaks he's peaks and valleys he's mr peaks and valleys he's mr nooks and crannies he's a goddamn tomless english muffin of english of uh of uh of uh, actors now my my number one is actually uh the can man nick cannon nick cannon <laughs> has been <laughs> out of left field not only does he have his own tv I'm show a man <laughs> he's, yeah. he's a daytime tv now show then. now Mass singer. He has like four different. He has like four different wives, <laughs> wives, girlfriends who all support him, regardless of Seven having three now? other, three other hey, girlfriends. Yo, he has fuck? two different sets of twins now. Was, I just heard this. Yeah, was with Mariah Carey for a long time. I think that he has 5.2 million Instagram followers. I don't think Nick Cannon. That doesn't doing anything mean anything. Wrong. I don't think he's doing anything wrong. I think he's on top of the world right now. So Nick Cannon, he's he's number one. This goes back generations. Nick has always had uh, a thing Nick for Nolte Nick Cannon. Was on Garbage. Yeah, if Nick Nolte was on Instagram, guess what? It'd be over 12 billion followers. <laughs> How about that? Wow. Nick Nolte. <laughs> Nick Nolte was one of my choices to be uh, first canceled. <laughs> no. First canceled Nick. <laughs> in what? In what? In what? No, celebrity era. culture. <laughs> it's just like there's, there's no way Nick Nolte's gonna make it out of <laughs> yeah. out of the cancel culture alive. He just seems like too angry of a guy. All right. Now now we need to do our second game and get the fuck out of here. Yep. Foreign capital and adjective game. Uh, pick a foreign capital and an adjective to go after it. Has to go after it. And uh, then pitch us that movie. Zach, do you want to start All us right. off? Absolutely. Here we go. I'm going with Melbourne Melancholy. <laughs> okay. Uh, and it's a sequel to Melancholia. <laughs> uh, no. How is there a sequel? <laughs> it's about the apocalypse. 
<laughs> Turns out the world didn't end. Oh <laughs> it no! It was all a dream. And, and it now takes place in Melbourne. Really depressed about it. It takes place in Melbourne. Still starring. Wow. Here's You're gonna tell that to Lars von Trier? By, yeah, still directed by Lars von Trier. Wow. Uh, that's my movie. Maybe that's like his magnum opus. Is is uh, is talking about how people are coping with a not depressing issue anymore. That could be it. If anyone can get us through it, it's. it's <laughs> I mean, all of his movies are revolve around depressing issues, so. I was an LVT guy for a little while. Oh, a little while meaning now and forever. <laughs> yeah, meaning until the day I die. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Story of the year for you. Uh, you got a movie? I uh, got one. Yeah, I go. <clears throat> it is the uh, the fourth movie of the of the trip series between um, what's his name Steve Coogan <laughs> yeah. and the I think other. They've guy. already done. Uh, yeah, they've only done three. Yeah. yeah, it's the fourth series, and it's uh, and it's them. Uh, Doing the Volvo experience, where they go up to uh, the Volvo plant, buy the car, and drive it around Europe. They get the opportunity to drive around Europe, which is uh, on my bucket list of wh- what I want to do if I ever, you know, can afford Volvo. Um, it's uh, and they drive it to Hungary because they're hungry. They're hungry and hungry, and it's uh, called Boston Budapest. <laughs> Because Budapest be bussing with food. Well, it's, yeah, it's be Budapest bussing. No, it's going to be bussing Budapest. You can't have the adjective I put first. It in re- I flip it in reverse. You it. Guess what? You can't flip Guess it in what? reverse. Guess what? Guess what? You're not Missy Elliott. Yeah. You Guess can't. who's third billing? <laughs> Missy the misdemeanor Elliott. Missy the misdemeanor. Yeah. Uh, Nick, uh, why don't you... Uh... Mine's a... Uh... Enlighten us. Buenos Aires... Brave. Okay. Slums of Argentina. I like it. Mostly teen actors. Okay. Hard life. Hmm. Harder living. Intrigued. But it takes one kid. Hmm. Not one kid. Bravos. Buenos Aires Bravos. <laughs> Leads them in a revolution <laughs> straight to the top. Hey yo, what the fuck? <laughs> it's about a kid, a kid gang that gets started. Oh, like City of God, but in Argentina. Yeah, City of God, Argentina. So it's Buenos Aires, Bra- Bravo, Brave. Well, Brave and Brave Buenos Aires. What's Brave in uh, the language of Argentina? Bravo. It's Bravo. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, Buenos Aires, Bravo. Buenos Aires, Bravo. Bab. Yeah. Little bab action? Yeah, babble. <laughs> yeah, a little babble action. Uh, Kyle, which movie are you buying into? <laughs> I have no idea. Well, who are you investing in? You're Nicolas Cage. You you can find any of these. <laughs> which oh, one? So are you? these are all starring him. Yeah, they have to star. They uh, Nicholas Cage. Feature. Nicholas at least Cage. Yeah, he's at least, at least in all of these. Feature. Feature. <laughs> in mine, he's an old blind man. Um, he's one of the waiters <laughs> that uh, Steve Coogan meets in, uh, I'm gonna, in Actually, I'm going to make him a Nazi That uh, <laughs> oh my God. Wow. I'm going to go with Zach's This wow. makes the most sense It Do makes it? the most sense Do have, you, have you seen Melancholia? No, I haven't they all But died. I felt like he worked really hard <laughs> They're all that. depressed <laughs> well, yeah. They're all popping Zannies waiting for a, a comet yeah. It was all a dream And, and now they seems. have to like uh, uh, That seems like a psychological It was all a dream It was all a dream Like the B.I.G. Um, yeah. Congratulations, Zach. Congratulations. I think we can all agree. So, final thoughts for this film. I think we can all agree that it's better than the big green. Uh, 
Bangkok Dangerous is not better than the Big <laughs> yeah, Green. Yeah, no. <laughs> I was going to say. Sorry, just kidding. It is not better than the Big Green. I'll, uh, re- I'll re-rate it to a 6%. You're going to re-rate it to yeah, 6? It feels like a 6. It's a, it's a, it's a 4. It's a four. It's a it's four a two. to me. Two for Kyle. Number two, two for my lord. Number number three, my lord. Uh, Zach, what's your rate? What's your re-rating of Ugh. Bangkok Dangerous? It's at best, it's a five. <laughs> at best, a five. But see, I wouldn't even give it a five because a five is a good number. Four is seems like a worse number. It's like you couldn't even give it a five. You have to give it a four. <laughs> I do like an even number, so I would disrespect this movie enough with a four. Disrespect. Yeah, exactly. Uh, blur blurb for this movie. Nick, uh, you got something? Yeah. Avoid the capital of Thailand. <laughs> it's <Okay>. too dangerous. <laughs> wow, I like that. Oh, that's pretty. Okay. That's pretty nice. Uh, Zach, <laughs> Zach, what's your blurb? Uh, just don't go. Don't, <laughs> not worth the trip. Okay, that's fair. Are that's you fair. here for business or pleasure? Uh, mine is suicide. Uh, I'm here for. I'm here for dangerous. What's your pleasure, sir? Uh, my blurb is uh, this dangerous cock don't bang. Uh, real recommendations, <laughs> Nick. That's what good. do you got? I'm trying to think of all the movies I saw. I saw last night in Soho. I'll say that one. Oh, did you like it? Liked it. It was it was mids. Mids, all in, right. in a good way. That's fair. That's fair. I'm uh, shouting out the uh, Chris Beltran podcast. Uh, a friend of mine, uh, Gayegos. Uh, that is uh, Instagram handle Gayegos underscore. Follow him. Follow the podcast. It's a uh, it's great conversation about um, all things pop culture, all things uh, topical for the week. Are you on that? Uh, no, I'm not on that. I want to be, and I want uh, I want our fellers on the Chris uh, Beltron podcast to come on our show. So Chris and uh, Gagos, come on, We're come good. on down. <laughs> Zach, real recommendation. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna give a shout out. Uh, you know, it's not out yet, but. PTA Licorice Pizza coming out next month. Let's that's, go. Uh, Let's the go. Top of my list. Uh, been there for a while, so that's I'm looking forward to that. Recently, uh, big the pizza Wolf guy, of Snow Hollow by. Uh, oh Jim yeah, Cummings. yeah. Wolf just, of Snow just, Hollow, just, our guy uh, who d- also did Jim, Jimmy. Who who is a new movie coming out to? No, what yeah, was his he, first film? Uh, what was his Thunder, first Road. Film? Thunder Road. Thunder Road. Thunder Road. Yeah, thank you. Uh, and had a quick cameo in a Halloween Kills as well. Oh yeah, that's right. Quick death. I liked uh, the werewolf movie. Yeah, and I, I was, watched that. You know, yeah. I, someone, rec- a friend of mine, shout out Thomas Oliver, recommended that movie to me. It was a great movie. Hey Kyle, you uh, want to recommend something real quick? Uh yeah, sure. I'll uh, recommend. Colin. Don't care. <laughs> Colin in black and white. Colin I watched in black it. and white. Ava DuVernay. Good. It's go. good. Yeah. Yeah. It's important. Watch it. Good. If it has meaning, I'm into it. Uh, unlike this podcast. <laughs> Thank you, uh, Zach Zach D, for coming on the podcast for for watching that movie. With real, us. real quick question, Zach. Uh, was this the worst movie you've seen uh, for the <laughs> podcast? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, so, what was, was your favorite then? The out of the other two? So, okay. Well, we we did Serenity. Yeah. Right. Shout out. You know. Matthew McConaughey. That was I. That was a bad movie, but that was a bad movie that I enjoyed watching. Yeah, really? that was a fun uh, one. Eight millimeter even had some things that were <laughs> going for it. Um, James Gandolfini. Right. This movie had very little going for it. Yeah. Um, fair enough. Can't wait to see what you, you drag me in for next. We got one last Cage movie next month, and then we'll we'll do our top five Cages at that time. Yeah. Uh, it's about time. Yep. 
about time we wrap it up this year of the, of the being year of caged cage. in. Year of cage. We're, we're coming out of the cage next year, 2022. And it's looking to be quite uh, uh, quite a uh, quite a aviary experience, if you ask me. <laughs> okay, yeah, cool. We'll Birdman, all bird movies. <laughs> bird <laughs> gang, you know what the <laughs> fuck it is, dude. Okay, oh. um, Zach, thank you uh, so much for being our uh, guest yet again. Uh, can't wait to have you back. As always, uh, we keep it real. You stay rotten. Yep. This has been real, real Rotten, and stay. I'm hijacking Kyle's Spotify right now. Nice. They feel the load. I didn't play stupid. You call me Nas, but the hood call me Doobie. And this one is for the champion.